Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here. This is part two of another episode that I started uh, about prayer. And so I'm going to not go through the whole introduction here again, but just jump right into the part two of this. If you're listening to me in part one, I talked about the power of prayer and why some people are helped and some people are not. And I also try to relate that to the Bible and what the Bible says about prayer. I also talked about a couple studies that were done. I discussed one in part one, and that was in a study done in 1870 by an English gentleman who had at least quite the reputation back in the time. Uh, His name was Sir Francis Galton. And he concluded, based upon his study of the royal family, comparing it to normal British folks, that there was no benefit to prayer since everybody was praying constantly for the royal family. What I want to do was talk briefly at the start of this podcast about a couple other studies that were done more recently. So there was a study done in 2006. I'll start with that since it was uh, the larger of the two. It was done to the tune of about $2.4 million in funding by the Templeton Foundation. And it was done rigorously and empirically, and it appears to have been a sound study. Uh, It was a double-blind study. All you eggheads out there, I know that means something, but I don't really understand what that means. But double-blind study, and it involved a control group and an experimental group. And to control the praying being done, in this study, they used all Christians. So it was just Christian prayer. And specifically, the, the folks that were doing the praying were told that the patient, they were praying that the patient would have a successful surgery with a quick, healthy recovery and no complications. So they all prayed for the same thing for each patient. And to make it even more personal, the people praying were given the first name and the last initial of the person for who they were supposed to, to pray for. Now, there were about 1,800 coronary bypass patients that were involved in this study. They were in six different hospitals, three different groups. In group one, they were told that they may or may not have people praying for them. And in fact, the Christians praying did pray for group one. Group two, they were told the same thing. They may or may not have people praying for them. And in fact, they did not have anybody praying for them. In group three, they were told that they were definitely being prayed for and In fact, uh, the Christians did pray for them. So the results, to sum it up quickly, was that there was virtually no difference in the recovery trajectory for any of those groups. They all experienced more or less the same rates and levels of complications. There was only one statistical difference that had any meaning at all, and it actually argued against the whole prayer concept, and that is that the patients in group three, who knew they were being prayed for and were being prayed for, They had major complications of stroke and other heart attack issues at an 18% rate versus 13% for the other groups that that were being prayed for or not being prayed for. So anyway, that was was the result of that study. It was inconclusive, I guess, in terms of whether prayer made a difference in the recovery of those people. The second study for this podcast involves a Duke University study that was done in 2003. And this study took place over three years. It involved 750 heart patients in nine different hospitals. They were all slated for coronary surgery. And they were prayed for by a variety of religious people, including Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, and Jews. So there was a lot of folks praying for them. The results of that double-blind study were similarly inconclusive. There were no significant differences in the recoveries or health outcomes of those who were prayed for, 
and those who are not. So that leads me to conclude, you know, is prayer just a feel-good exercise for the people doing the praying, or does it actually make a difference? And my personal opinion, based upon what I've experienced here with my, my wife lately, is I definitely believe that prayer makes a difference, but it's not based upon these studies. And what it's what it's based upon, obviously, is my own experience in, in seeing that she has recovered like this. Uh, but as I've said, you know, our son, a lot of people were praying for him, and it, it didn't make any difference in the end, but that he passed away. I will say that I have come to believe in all that I've been reading and studying that our souls have exit points. So when our soul plan is done, and I believe that when we, we sit down, we sit down wherever we are in, in spirit, we exist, and before we are incarnated into this world, we come up with a plan. And that plan involves whatever our soul needs to do to meet uh, the growth objectives that we set out. But there are also exit plans that are possible exit plans for us to leave this life. And I believe that our son had an exit plan when he was in the hospital, and, and he took that exit ramp, if you will. He has since told us in different sessions with mediums that, uh, to, and thanked us for the opportunity to accomplish what he, he did in this life, and that that was his, his time to leave, and he chose to leave at that point. Similarly, I think that my wife uh, decided not to take the exit ramp when she had, she had the opportunity. So she was very, very close to death, and in fact, I thought it was, I thought it was all over, and we were planning for the whole terminal uh, disconnection thing of, of life support systems when she suddenly woke up. So for whatever reason, in, in her life planning, I believe that that was an exit point that she decided not to leave. And I believe, honestly, that it was prayer that, that influenced her soul in making that decision. What I want to do is share with you a little bit. I mentioned this on an earlier podcast. There was a medium that I talked to named Priscilla Kersey, and it was more than talking to her. It was a, a session with a medium. And during that time, uh, a number of souls came through. One of them was my father-in-law, and I discussed earlier that he was basically standing guard as I asked him to do when I when I prayed. I asked him and my son and, and my wife's two brothers, who are also in spirit, to, to always be with her, to let her know that she's not by herself in this hospital where she's been now for almost five months. And another one of the spirits that came through as part of that session was my maternal grandmother, whom I love dearly, and she's part of the, the team love kind of that I have in spirit when I uh, when I meditate and, and talk to them. I don't pray to uh, the spirits or, or my relatives in, in spirit. You know, I, I pray to God. For me, there's still one God or one source of everything in the universe. So I pray to God, and... I talk to my spiritual team and my maternal grandmother as part of that. But you'll hear, in, I'm about to play about a two-minute clip of the actual session I had with uh, Priscilla Kersey. And in this, she gets she starts talking about my maternal grandmother. I did not ask that she come through. I wasn't even thinking of her, which is kind of the case when, whenever you deal with a medium. You never know who's going to come through, right? But she came through, and she started talking about prayer. And honestly, I didn't even think about this particular clip until I started having the whole thought about prayer in general. It was just part of the session with Priscilla. But you'll hear my grandmother, and she she talks about how she uses prayer. She and the team in spirit use prayer, and I thought it was really interesting. So here we go. 
The bottom line is she wants to tell you that you're not alone and that you have support. And of course, your wife does as well, but you have support from uh, from the spirit world. She's also telling me that we're not just supporting you so that you have courage and, and hope and faith, but she says we have all of us are supporting a medical team and the staff as well so that they are inspired um, to see and look for and expect uh, changes and new things and to keep hope uh, going here too. So she says we're working um We've got the prayer. She says the prayers are working. So I feel that she wants to acknowledge um, prayers from multiple people um, for this, um, for the recovery of your wife and the, and the, uh, and the help of the team who are working with her in the physical world. Has there been a kind of a, that you're aware of, Mike, a prayer circle or something like this? Is your wife on a prayer list of some sort? on a number of different prayer lists. There's okay. so many people that there are praying for her and different people I don't even know. Okay, yeah. Your your grandmother wants to say, we, these um, these prayers do do um, strengthen us to, um, to supply the kind of health and inspiration and support. So she says these, these various prayers, these prayer list prayers act do help. And she says, we don't need the prayers, but when prayers come into us, it doesn't matter if people know or don't know your wife, but when somebody prays for a person, um, we in the spirit world, because we don't need prayers, you know, we're here already, we gather these like in a bank and they earn a kind of interest. So we can take the power of this prayer and channel it right back to where it belongs. So she says it's sort of a, a like a boomerang. And so she says those prayers are really working. So just know that that is, um, um, that that is making a difference. Not only, again, not only personally for your wife, but for the team who can recognize and guide and be inspired to, uh, to try something innovative or, or to watch or, or um, you know, um, help her to, to recover, as well as the family members who are uh, loving her. So as you can hear there, my grandmother is explaining about how she takes prayer and it's somehow stored up and gains interest. Man, who knows how all that works? I don't know how that works, but that's how she explained it. And so she doesn't need prayer and the souls and spirit don't need prayer, but they can employ prayer somehow as a form of energy, I guess, to influence things here in the, in the physical world. Uh, it was amazing to me to, to hear that explanation. And I, I have no clue, of course, how it works. My engineer mind kind of keeps looking for some type of flow chart. You know, prayer goes in here and goes to this box. And then does it go here? Yes. Does it go here? No. And then it continues to flow somehow up through God down to the person. I don't know, but that's what I was thinking. But I thought it was fascinating just listening to the spirit side of things and how prayer, prayer works. The paradigm that I was dealing with in my growing up in, in life was that we pray, you know, that one prayer that goes, uh, Hail, Holy Mother of God, Mother of mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we uh, send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this veil of tears. That prayer is how I perceived prayer, that we're, we're here, we're, we're bad off, we can't survive without 
uh, interceding or requesting intercession by saints and the Blessed Mother, that life sucks, basically. (laughs) And in the words of uh, that English philosopher Thomas Hobbes, he wrote a book called Leviathan. In that book, he says, quote, the life of man is solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short, (laughs) unquote. And that's kind of how I viewed life. And the only way we could survive this or even endure it was to offer up uh, prayer, begging for salvation from this veil of tears, basically. And all these prayers that we send up go up to God, who sits there somehow, you know, I had the vision of of God being on a throne, like like we see in pictures, and and he sits there evaluating uh, prayer, you know, so so my wife's got 15, 20 people praying for her, and he's, he's weighing that, and then another 20 people start praying, and he says, oh, well, you know, now you're getting serious, okay, now, now it's different, or now it's 50 people, and now we got some serious prayer going, and and some at some point he makes a decision that uh, you know to to let her get better or to help her get better or to influence her doctor. I, that's how I would have perceived that years ago. So the more people we got praying, the more the more it influences the mind of God to to do things. But you know if you if you pray for the wrong reasons or if your heart's not right or if you've sinned recently or. Uh, any any number of reasons that you can come up with that 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 influence your heart and make you think that you're a bad person, then God might might say, well, you know, you've got all these people praying for you, but honestly, you're not a you're not a, you're not a good person, and He doesn't grant your wish or He doesn't grant your prayer. I don't, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> you know, now that I've now that I've spent a lot of time studying and reading about this, my belief is that prayer definitely is a form of energy, definitely is a form of love, definitely goes to the spirit side and influences things positively. So just like my father-in-law said that it kind of is stored up and used as energy to help him do what he he's doing, I, I, I do believe that the prayer is positive energy that we're sending someplace. We're sending to the spirit world. We're sending to, to the spirit side. But whether or not that influences uh, some deity somewhere to give us what we want. Like I don't think praying for a new car necessarily works, or or pr- but but you know praying for a new situation or a new job or that you find the the one that you're looking for, the loved one you're looking for. I think that is related more to manifesting than than a god someplace deciding that you're a good person and and bam he's going to uh, approve your request. So that's kind of where I am with prayer at the moment. Um, the Bible very clearly says that we should pray. I, I sometimes wonder, well, I won't get into that right now, about what, <laughs> who interpreted what the Bible says and what Jesus actually meant when he was speaking. But if you take the words as they are, obviously we're supposed to be praying. Jesus does does not necessarily say that how God evaluates and decides right or wrong or to approve one request and not another. Generally, we just always say, hey, God works in mysterious ways, or God does answer your prayer, but sometimes it's not the way you want it answered, or God does answer, answer your prayers, but sometimes you just don't know it's been answered. Those, those things I, I used to believe, but I, I now believe that, that prayer is love, prayer is energy, prayer goes to influence what's going on, but that if you're praying for things like the, the car or the house or the home or whatever, th- those that's more on the manifesting side that you create that as you, as you think about it and you, and you want that to happen. 
So that's food for thought in the second part of the podcast. I intend to do more reading and more exploring. And of course, as things progress with my wife, I'll continue to maybe update or upgrade (laughs) the way that I view prayer. Uh, I definitely think it makes a difference. I, I am very grateful for all the people that are praying for her and sending that love and energy for her recovery. So thank you very much. That kind of is the end of uh, today's podcast. And I'll look forward to speaking to you again soon in the future. Hey, if you if you get the chance, please, I'd really appreciate going to wherever you got this podcast from and leaving a rating. It really helps people find this podcast. And uh, a five-star rating does wonders, apparently. I don't understand the whole algorithm thing, but that's the way it works, especially with Apple. So if you're on iTunes and you're able to leave me a review, I read all the comments and I really appreciate them. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.